0: Hi wonderful people, welcome to Whole Architect, the podcast that focuses on conversations that reveal what makes the creative, professional and personal lives of architects feel whole. Thank you for joining us. My name is Aryan Singh. I grew up in Mumbai a mega city on India's west coast that is home to more than 20 million people. Mumbai is very much a city of extremes, which is reflected in its built environment. Vast communities of informal settlements stand side by side with soaring skyscrapers and Mumbai's iconic skyline. Growing up here, the city showed me the power that architecture has to shape people's lives, and that's what drew me to study it. Soon after I started studying architecture, the pandemic hit and I was forced to fly home. But for the first time, I was seeing my city through an architect's eyes. With a lockdown in force, all I could really do was drive around. And so I took a sketchbook with me and started sketching buildings that fascinated me. I got home one day and wanted to find out who had designed the buildings I'd been sketching. So I did a quick Google search and found out that all the buildings that I had sketched so far were designed by the same person, Mr. I.M. Kadri. Mr. Kadri is the founder of I.M.K. Architects and an absolute icon of Indian architecture who has shaped the architectural fabric of many Indian cities and has in a way defined what modern architecture means in the Indian context. The projects that I was sketching stood out from the monotony of Mumbai's concrete jungle, but at the same time fit perfectly with the culture and history of the city. Mr. Kadri's career has spanned more than half a century, and through our conversation, I hope to uncover some of the wisdom and insights that have made him the living legend that he is today. I wanted to start by talking a little bit about your your early life and your early influences and since we're, since this is supposed to be a whole architect podcast and you know moving away from um, just architecture, I also wanted to hear about what are the things or people that influenced you not just as an architect but but in
1: general were so there ideas, books, people who really impacted you? You see, two, three things are there. Right from the childhood, I was very good in sketching and drawing. And I was born in Ahmedabad. It is in Gujarat, which is a historic city. Lot of pre-Mughal buildings are there. And then I was educated in Delhi, which of course, you know, the dem- tremendous influence of the Mughal architecture. So I was tremendously influenced by that. But correct thing, what happened, how I started, my house in Ahmedabad is sort of a haveli. it is a beautiful house. Mm-hmm. It is a hindu Gujarat architecture with, uh, it has all uh, wooden jharokas and this and that. In that area, as a child, as a seven-year-old, I was subconsciously feeling that this house is the best in that entire area. Then mm-hmm. I was sent to the Delhi Jamia Millia for education at the age of seven, mm-hmm. and there oh. I saw the thing designed by Mr. Carl Walter Wall Heinz, and it was a totally different form of architecture. I was so believed how can anybody can do such a thing? Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. entirely on the brick without plaster or anything, but beautifully done. It is a German architect and all that. So I told somebody of the staff there, who has done this thing? So they told me that Ek lamba choda sahab aata it was under construction when I went there and it was in the field. It was, Jamia was under, just evolving, just now is a big university. So when he came, they told me, he So I used to move behind him as a puppy without mm-hmm. knowing what he's talking. He was talking in English, this, that, but just mm-hmm. to watch him how he takes out pen, what he says, what he thinks, things like that. I did that. You'll be surprised when I did my architecture, I, a structural engineering exam, it was 1953. I wrote to him, such a thing happened and I used to follow you as a child. Can I Mm -hmm. come and work with you? Mm -hmm. Immediately the reply came, join. Wow. I started working with him. I learned a lot Mm -hmm. from this thing. So that is the Mm -hmm. beginning of my architectural career.
0: What do you say is one thing that you remember very clearly learning from him or one thing from him that has stayed with you?
1: Two things were right there, very important thing. Any architectural building should be functional. It should be easy to look upon. You should like mm. to see it. You should mm. remember it. And most functional functions should not be lost. Considering two things, you can do a lot about different feelings and different things. One thing is there, if you see my book and all that, I had done more than 100 buildings. I never, ever repeated myself. Everything is different. I was tremendously influenced by Mughal architecture. Because Mughal mm-hmm. architecture, you see... Have you seen Taj Mahal? Yeah. You see Taj Mahal, you see it a photograph, it looks like a toy. But when you go and see, what a huge mass it is. So the proportions are so... Its volumes are a little reduced and the proportions are so good. It is easy on your eye. you know, mm-hmm. open mm-hmm. by the very structure, what you are pleased to see it again and again. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. should be there in architecture. It should have individuality, it should have his own personality. I generally never write, I ask my client never to write a name on the building. Mm-hmm. The building has to be recognized by its own personality. Mm-hmm. Nehru Center, mm-hmm. you saw, it is not yeah. written in Nehru Center. Yeah, yeah. Nehru Center is a very interesting building. If you come across, next time I'll explain you. Mm. I, it was a very challenging thing for me to design Nehru Center because Nehru I knew very well right from childhood. is a very overpowering personality and I wanted not to put in Nehru's structure or Nehru's name. I want mm-hmm. the building itself to represent Nehru. And how mm-hmm. it is done, only I can explain you when you're there. <laughs> <laughs> I will you definitely... catch sketch of it is very difficult to see. Yeah,
0: yeah no, I'll, I'll definitely take you up on that next time I'm in Bombay. <laughs> that <laughs> would be
1: amazing. <laughs> Spend some time together. Provided I'm a little old now hard to go out of the house i'm 91. it is difficult for me to remember so many things also of course of course but the thing started coming on daily after that uh, working with Heinz for about a year or so i came mm-hmm. to Bombay and started my practice and i never to look back yeah yeah
0: so you were talking about uh you know knowing Nehru very well and you obviously been here since before the partition happened since before we got uh, independence so i don't know there's it's really hard for me to imagine that someone um, has seen all of indian history happen you know so what would you say are some of the pivotal moments or movements or how have you seen Indian architecture change with the country? Was there a change? There was obviously Nehru had a certain idea of what he wanted to build. And then liberalization, was there a change? Whatever you have observed over all of these years.
1: You see, right from the medieval period and all that, the construction, the way we buildings are constructed, it changed. Old days, it was a big stone, it was a lime, mostly it was lime, uh, this thing, buildings and all that. And then the revolution came, cement was brought in, it was sometime in the late 30s Mm -hmm. in France. So the building, construction, technology changed. We started the construction, but one thing, I was so influenced by the Indian, uh, this thing, proportion and architecture of this thing of national architecture, I tried to provide that in the either residential building or commercial building or other sort of hotels and all that or hospitals and all that. Very important, number two, I came from an agricultural family. I used to be in the fields most of the time and all that. The so greenery was so each and every building I've done has a garden on it. Each and every building has a somewhere or other garden in it. The very first building I did in Bombay also, on hmm. seaside, the terrace I provided a garden. That was the first terrace garden in Bombay. And yeah. today, yeah. hundreds and hundreds of terrace gardens. So somebody yeah. has to dare to put something. So that is it. It catches up with people.
0: And you talked about how none of your buildings, all more, more than 100 of them, none of them look the same. Has your style changed over the years or has it remained the same?
1: I never followed a particular style. I did his own originality and everything. I had done building in... Uh, uh, Rajasthan, these things, i building in totally different style of these things. I never followed in a particular style. I never believed in this. It's a question of movement, what you think, what your client mm-hmm. thinks, what is the location, what is the purpose of building, all that. It all depends on that.
0: Right. Now I want to talk about Bombay for a little bit. You, I read some of your interviews. You have some very strong opinions on the development of Bombay as a city. But I just want to ask you, what does your
1: dream Mumbai look like? Bombay <laughs> become a very congested city, very congested. And unfortunately, the roads, the drainage, the water supply, the power conditions are still not up to mark. Mm -hmm. But things are happening, new coastal road is coming, That metro system is coming to reduce Mm -hmm. the traffic on the road and all that. Just we are waiting to see that what is the effect on all these things. But one thing Mm -hmm. is that all Indian towns and all cities are getting overcrowded and -hmm. the reason is population. You see, in a village today, because of technology and because of the so much major system and this and that, agricultural in the villages, you don't need so many people to do the cultivation. There are mm-hmm. surplus people in villages. So they are coming mm-hmm. to the city, It is becoming a little distinct. So each and every city has to expand some cities can expand, some cities like Bombay just can't expand because it is an island. Mm-hmm. Things are There is a very, very big challenge to in Bombay. For the future to do entire entire country needs a lot of development and all that. A lot yeah, of yeah, infrastructure.
0: Switching a little bit, I wanted to talk about work-life balance and how you navigate that
1: in your life. You see, life, I was uh, as a child, as a student and all that, I was uh, very much as a sportsman, I had to play all games and all things, very, very serious mm-hmm. cricket yeah, the college level. And, but when I started practice in Bombay, it was nothing, nothing, nothing but architecture. Mm-hmm. Total concentration was on architecture. I started my office with myself and one few. And today it is something different.
0: I want to know a little more about that. So what do you like doing in your free time? What kind of you know, what kind do you enjoy movies? Others, is there a particular kind of music
1: you enjoy? I read a lot. I got more than three thousand, three thousand or so more books. Wow. I Here, I like Indian classical and the Western classical music. And I like to travel. I traveled a lot. Mm-hmm. I've covered all the seven continents of the world. I wow, went to Antarctica.
0: including Antarctica. Yeah, that's the big one.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I worked in about three, four continents. I worked in New Zealand, I worked in Russia, I worked in Middle East. Up for in India in a big way. Can I ask you what is what is your favorite book? Oh, there are so many of them that you cannot just say <laughs> one. <laughs> so. Okay, most recent. What have you enjoyed <laughs> reading? I'm just finishing the book on uh, Obama, and it's an excellent oh. book. Barack Obama. I'm just yeah. finishing his book.
0: Yeah. No, that that's really <laughs> interesting. A
1: very interesting book. And you understand what, is, what a silly system of American politics is <laughs> after reading that book.
0: <laughs> but, sir, our
1: Indian system is no better. They a different kind of problems.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think I have...
1: Uh, so, do come to India and look up and then we'll talk much more than you can record.
0: Sir, yeah. I am Sir, I am from Bombay. I have grown up in <laughs> Bombay.
1: Actually, when you come to Bombay, I can describe each and every building of mine <laughs> as a history. Why it was that? What was the reason? What it is done? What material I to use? All these things are, each and every building has a history behind it. But one thing is certain, each and every building has an individuality. One is not similar to other. Most hmm. of the time I used a Jali just to soften the building, soften the building. Uh, each and every building of mine has a different Jali. Either it is in a stone or it is in marble.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've noticed from Shiv Saga Estate to, of course, Nehru Centre and the happy home and school.
1: You see the Nehru Centre that is Jali? Panditi is to have a whenever is to wear. He used to put a rose, red rose on his headband. Then Jali is red rose. Oh, it is a 3 petal rose.
0: Oh. Jayali... Oh. oh, oh, yeah. I yeah. See, I I must get a I must get an in-person tour from you now. <laughs> okay, so I have one last question before we end. For all of the young architects out there, what would be your advice?
1: You see, any professional field, you teach a lot of struggle to come in. It is not easy. Any professional field, first of all, you must have insight to that field. You should know that what you have. you have the capacity to do this thing. And it is just the working and working and working and learning and learning and learning. Than that, you have to work hard, but you have to select. You must have internal feeling that is the, you can do this thing, that is a very important thing. And anybody can, if he has got that insight of doing something, some people are very good uh, writers, very good poets because of this thing. Now, a poet wants to do architecture, he can't do it, <laughs> <laughs> so he knows what he wants to do. That is, yeah, that. yeah. Any, 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 youngster who has got a feeling of this thing can do this. who has, most importantly, <laughs> a sense of observation is very important. Sense of observation is very important. You should register this thing. You can, on the plan, you could see how the building is going to look. When it is coming, you should be mm-hmm. in front of you. This is ultimately going to happen. You should have that sort of a side within you. That is important. <laughs> this has been
0: so enlightening and I feel like I've learned so much and all of our listeners are going to learn so much. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to thank you again for for taking out the time to do this. We really appreciate this.
1: You're welcome. You're welcome anytime. I can always talk that up to anytime, anywhere for architecture.
0: Whole Architect was created and produced by Amy Lalimer, Nico Rucker, and Triana Hernandez in association with Stanford Architecture. We invite you to join us for our next episode, a conversation between our very own Emma Bowers and the amazing Alison Brooks from Alison Brooks Architects. See you next time, wonderful people.